Hello, and welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, rate, review, and subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We want to hear your thoughts on the movies and shows we review. Leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts or our YouTube channel, and we will read them during the show. Or reach out to us on social media. We love talking all things entertainment and pop culture with you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Delora, darling, we are back. How you feeling? How you living? Hey, Ashley, I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing pretty well. How about yourself? I'm good. I missed you during our time away. I think I messaged you probably quite a lot about a few things, but I still <laughs> miss you. Miss your face. I miss you too. Uh, I was glad we had our break though. We got a chance to enjoy the holiday. I, I mean, breaks are absolutely necessary right right even when you do things you love absolutely necessary but and we're still figuring this thing out we're gonna be celebrating three years very soon ashley yeah yeah and delora and i you know we're we talk about different things we have meetings and all that and you know i've mentioned on here we're considering possibly starting to add more video and things like that so all that stuff is still pending guys you know we'll announce changes as they come but you know three years is a good a good mark to like think about potential opportunities for us and other things we may be getting involved in uh, as we keep going forward. So, yes. but man, three years goes by in a blink. And we also know when it comes to this podcasting game, it is a marathon, not a sprint. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, and the so, game is changing. That's another thing. Like the landscape keeping up with technology. Yeah. I mean, yes. everything like AI is becoming more and more of a thing every day so you know like i said if we have any changes come up if we decide to change anything we will always let you guys know but yes the anniversary is coming up very soon but delora we've been gone for a week and as we talked about before we left there was gonna be some things that happened while we were away so let's get into these headlines and hot topics guys first up delora's favorite chris chris evans (laughs) is now off the market officially over the weekend he married alba baptista fellow actress in an intimate at home wedding the couple got married in massachusetts at their boston area home apparently these nuptials were locked down delora i'm reading an article from page six guests signed ndas and phones were forfeited in this article, they say Evans, they make sure to highlight their ages, which I don't think I realized it was as big of an age gap as it was. It's kind of large. Evans, 42, Baptista, 26, invited their closest friends and family to witness the beautiful ceremony. Of course, Marvel was out in full effect, right? We had yes, yes. Scarlett Johansson, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Hemsworth, Jeremy Renner, amongst other guests. And then I also have another article up from page six saying that they will have a second wedding celebration in Portugal for Alba's family who was unable to attend the ceremony here in the States. So I love that for them. Were you sad that your favorite Chris is now officially off the streets? And be honest with me about how you feel about this age gap, because we don't talk about it again when we talk about Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas, but what about with these kids? I am very excited for Chris. This is my favorite Chris, like, period, for a very, very long time. I'm happy for him that he found somebody that he wanted to settle down with. I do find it interesting that he decided to settle down with somebody 16 years younger than he. That says a lot to me. It says that he had a lot of fun in his 20s and 30s. He made all the money, got all, I'm going to keep it classy got all the flavors of ice cream he wanted <laughs> dick pics and all and she seemed sweet and she got herself the best chris so why why not say yes you know <laughs> he, he's established in his career he's respected he is he's captain freaking america okay exactly but i do find it interesting when when men 
do this. I mean, he's he sowed all his wild oats. And I think he's this is why. Down. I think this is why Keanu Reeves like is so endearing to me because yes! I cannot yes! say that I do not have a side eye to the guys, and I'm sorry, Chris Evans, um, when there is this significant of an age gap um, yep. after all these years. Like, you've been this bachelor, you've dated some lovely women. I remember when yes. him and Jenny Slate were together. I was like, I love this. Like, I had never it. was so it. random. It was never so random, actually. But I, because I love Jenny Slate. Like, I love yes. it. Yeah. Um, so I'm just, I, I always just give a little bit of a side eye because I'm like, is it just going back to Sex and the City? Miranda, as she always said, like, you just have your light on. Like, women, as she said, always have their light on. Men have their light on for a very short period of time. Your light very short time that you are prepared to settle down and marry someone. That's yes. your light reference that because she made in the show. actually, you and I are technically within range. Technically. We are absolutely within range. <laughs> absolutely within range. Oh, yeah. It's, you know what I'm um, saying? It's an interesting development. I'll just say that. And the fact that he married her so quickly says a lot about him in this current state that he's in right now as well. And I should have said first, I am very happy for him. Like, this yes. is lovely. No, you Beautiful. said it. I just didn't say it. I didn't say it. I'm very happy <laughs> for you, Chris. Congratulations to you and your wife. I remember I saw his wife uh, in uh, Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. I think it was on Amazon, and I mentioned I it's like from a hidden gem. The Nun show on Netflix. See, I haven't watched that. I but watched when I saw her in season. that show. I was like, oh, she's lovely. You know what I'm saying? But to yeah. the point, I just don't. I don't know her. I don't know anything about her, so I didn't feel that same thing I felt right when he was dating Jenny Slate. But guys, the reason why I brought up Keanu, if you're unaware, is Keanu is dating a very lovely woman who sings beautiful. Quite within his same age range and it's very unlike like the hollywood i'm gonna go for the young hotter young, exactly. uh, model-esque type of woman right yeah. like yeah he actually seems like he may be with someone who he has something to talk about with she's a freaking a professor and she yeah. does not dye her hair she has salt and pepper hair and people make it seem like it's like the biggest deal ever when Keanu himself is knocking on 60. So like. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, no shade. Because if I'm 42 and y'all see me out here with a 26 year old man, don't say nothing to me. Like <laughs> I'm doing me. I'm doing me, period. I'm okay. doing me. So it could be pot calling the kettle black. You know what I'm saying? We Ain't actually just had say. this conversation online. <laughs> like, should we go older or should we just go ahead and look on back? As well, we being, you know, me rooting out, rooting for my friends, of course. <laughs> I have felt this way for a long time. I think I have a very youthful energy. You and do. So I could totally see myself as an older woman that still plays with some younger men. Like I could see that for myself. So that's why I said I can't even talk shit because no shade. If y'all see me in these streets. Don't say nothing to me. You know what I'm saying? Like always legal. Let's be clear, because I am being always. recorded. But but oh, I mean, but we don't want. No, yeah. I don't want a child. No, but nobody wants. I wouldn't that. even do. I wouldn't even do 19. I wouldn't even do 20. Like for me, 26 no. is young to me Very. now. Yes. So, but I'm Very. just saying, if it comes down to it, and this gets played back for me someday, just know that. I'm aware that this could be me, <laughs> but, but I do still give it. I, I was like, 26, Chris, you've been single all these years, all these years, get yourself a 26 year old. Y'all are barely together. Y'all are barely together for a year and you're already married. That says a lot that says, oh, I've been waiting for the perfect one. I'm just, I, it was time. Cause didn't he say, we talked about this when he was named people said Sexiest man alive. He man was like, alive. I am laser focused on my personal life right now. So yep. his light was on. Yep. And again, a man like him, his options, I don't even know what it would feel like to have that many options. It feels overwhelming to go from 26 to same age, if not older. That's a lot of women. Oh, I remember I think- what we were talking about. We were talking about that video about this foreign lady who came over here and was like i want a man who makes over 100k who's over five foot ten um between 35 and 45 yep 
And the guy was like, sis, that is less than what? 1% of the population? (laughs) She thought it was like 40. And I think my response was the age range alone eliminates the majority of men. Like that doesn't even make sense. That doesn't even make sense. So yeah, I mean, obviously Chris had his pick. I think he was another one that was on Minka Kelly, like Minka Kelly knocked down. She sure did. She got a roster. Let me tell you. Yeah, she's with the lead guy from uh the one band now. What's his name? They just I just saw them in something. They was wearing matching outfits. She dropped Trevor Noah for a band, dude. Yeah, she's with um Dan Reynolds from is it something in Dragons? Oh, Imagine Dragons. Imagine I'm, Dragons. Yep. His his body. It's pretty intense, though. I'm not going to lie. He'd be on stage sweating, shirtless. I'm like, okay, sir. He's, he was born in 87. I know. He's around our age. Okay. I'm not trying to out us. <laughs> you make me, you make me a believer. But yeah. Believer. End of the day, congratulations, Chris. <laughs> I hope this union is one for the books. Yep. I hope she also... Doesn't want more out of her career because all he's going to want is babies. I mean, she could be like a Blake Lively, but then again, Blake Lively was more established. She had already done. But Blake Lively also could have done more, but hasn't. That's why him, Ryan and Scarlett broke up. He wanted to have a bunch of babies. And she's like, oh, no, I'm an actress. I'm a star. Not just an actress. I am a star. That part. I am Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, let's be clear. Um, but you know, someone who took their time though is Miss Robin Roberts, because she also got married to her longtime love, yes. Amber. They have been together for 18 years. They also tied the knot over the weekend in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. They had in attendance GMA co-stars like George Stephanopoulos, Laura Spencer, Michael Strahan, uh, even tennis icon Billie Jean King and mm-hmm. Gail King were in attendance yes. to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is according to a People article. This looked so lovely. Like they incorporated um, very rustic vibes like i think ethereal was one of the word choices that their wedding planner said was floating out there for them so they did like greenery and they also wanted to make sure it was very um sustainable so like the invitations were sustainable they made sure not to waste and they said we also did not want to have too much waste with cut flowers so we use a lot of greenery to make it feel organic so they were also Mm -hmm. incorporating some environmentally friendly things in their plans but just in general it looked lovely and I mean this is a couple who has been through quite a bit together including Robert Roberts's cancer um Amber's diagnosis as well yeah exactly so beautiful beautiful celebration of these two ladies did you look at any of the pics i sure did and definitely the who's who when it comes to (laughs) news personnel i am curious on why they decided to get married you know after so many years uh together because all I think of is like Goldie Hawn and and Kurt right like if they were to ever get married they're like yeah it's never gonna (laughs) stick (laughs) them being together is enough so like after 18 years like they've decided to uh, tie the knot I think it's beautiful I think it's sweet and they both look extremely happy because again they overcome so much I mean loss of family members and the health journeys and Mm -hmm. to be able to find your person and have somebody to be with you through thick and thin like that is very special and I'm glad that they found that in in each other ride or die baby absolutely well said Laura I wonder if part of them getting married now I don't know uh, Robin may have talked about this at some point has to do with I feel like there's so many like attacks on the LGBTQ plus community in terms Mm -hmm. of you know their lives and rights and all that so I wonder if they felt yeah. like this kind of like a we're gonna do this regardless of what anybody you know has to say or what's going on politically yeah. or any of that sort of thing I wonder if that played any had any involvement in it it may have just been hey it's time as well and that's beautiful 
So congratulations to the lovely couple. Delora, we got to move on to another couple that has been in Holt Walter, darling. Okay. Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. Um, They have been in some controversy since the sentencing of their former That 70s Show co-star Danny Masterson, who was convicted of forcibly raping two women and sentenced to 30 years to life in prison. It has come out that friends and former colleagues, including Kutcher and Kunis, sent letters, character letters to the judge requesting leniency for the actor. I have not read their letters in full, but I have seen some excerpts of things that they've said. Uh, For instance, you know, Ashton basically said that um, he looked up to Danny Masterson as like, you know, a good influence. He helped to keep him out of drugs and all these various things. And I think Mila said something along the lines of like, you know, she looked up to him as like a big brother figure and all these various things and um, never known him to dabble in drugs and this, this and that. And I think one thing that is talked about in a variety article I have come up is, you know, they may have said, oh, we didn't submit these letters to negate the justice system or the verdict or anything like that. And yet, he was supposedly had date raped these women through the use of drugs. So the fact that you're both attesting to his character as supposedly not being a drug person does right. seem like it's speaking on something that was a pivotal part of the testimony of the victims of this trial. So they've come out, they came out with a video, which looked like a hostage situation, if you ask me. Girl, girl. And, you know, subsequently <laughs> said, oh, we did this because the family asked us to talk about someone we've known for 25 years and, you know, this, this and that. And again, we were not trying to, you know, we we support victims through the work we've done over the years and X, Y, and Z. And apparently Ashton's nonprofit works with victims yep. of abuse and all these things. And so public, the public ate them alive when this video came out to be honest, and have even called into question the credibility of Ashton's organization and the support that they offer based on this. Um, What were your thoughts, Delora? This was cringeworthy. And their apology? (sighs) Where's their publicist? Like, seriously, there could have been a better way of handling it than looking like, oh, well, we just finished our morning run. Let us go ahead and make this video real quick to the world like it's not a good look and to your point Ashton Kusher is a part of an organization that's against like sex trafficking and it does call into question one of the founding members being so close to somebody who is associated with sexual assault it's like this feels like an oxymoron um and then calls into question your own past behavior because people exactly. have talked about footage of a video back when Mila was still a minor, which she was when that 70s show aired and sitting on Ashton's lap. And a and bet kissing. that Danny yeah, yeah, made with him to French kiss Mila Kunis when she was still underage. So like predatory behavior at such a young age. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to Olivia Pope themselves out of this particular situation, but I don't think they've had any projects (laughs) on deck that I'm aware of because they're going to need to let that this cool off before they decide to move forward because it's it's disappointing. It's disappointing. And I think Ashton should have thought about that before writing writing his letters too. you know what I mean? Like and and of course, when it comes to someone who is a predator, him not acting the same way with everyone they interact with, right? Like, of course, he's nice to you and your wife, right? You weren't pray for him at that, that time. You know what I mean? And so people need to really reconcile that when it comes to these people's actions. 30 years in jail, like he is not eligible for parole until he's 72 years old, Ashley. That's insane. I'm surprised that these celebrities do not realize yet that these letters are not private, that they are going to come to light. We saw with Tory Lane's trial. We're seeing it with this trial. Yeah. 
I was even listening to a higher learning episode where they were talking about the Tory Lanez trial and the journalist they had on mentioned that Cory Booker wrote a letter on behalf of Elizabeth Holmes. I didn't even know that. Oh, that's so right? funny. She so been boozled like, him, huh? <laughs> so it's like the fact that y'all think that these things will still stay private is shocking to me. That's one thing. But also shocking is the fact that you really fixed your hands, mouth, whatever, to speak on this man's behalf. Like, I don't care if this is your friend of 25 years. What he's being accused of is horrendous. Horrendous. So I'm, I guess I can say right now, don't call me for no letters to the judge if you're convicted of rape. Don't call me because I'm told for grace. You know what I'm saying? I'm seeing my way out this situation. Nowhere to be found. <laughs> so true. So true. They have said in the past, I guess it's been speculated, Topher Grace didn't really mess with the cast anyway. And now people are like, oh, makes sense. Maybe. But where's Wilmer? You didn't hear Wilmer write no letter neither. Because he was, he has a track record dating exactly. them freshly as they turn 18 years old. He was waiting on all of the young starlets of that generation. Early 2000s. I'm talking about Mandy Moore. I'm talking about Lindsay Lohan. I'm talking about all of them. I mean, he had all of them. Demi Lovato. like Demi Lovato now, I think, has had to come to terms with the fact that there was a lot of inappropriateness with their relationship that she didn't think about when they were still together. Because the one song she released was something. (laughs) So that's, I think, a process of some healing she's had to do. But... Yeah, don't don't call me because ain't no like nah. Y'all was tripping. Y'all was tripping. That's my take. Y'all was tripping. And the public will forget about this because the news cycle is such where this will not be remembered next week. But I'm gonna remember. So that part. This is not the shower situation. It's not a, a chuckle and keep it moving. What happens to your house stays in your house. So disappointing. All right, Delora, Coco has won the U.S. Open. She was congratulated by Venus Williams, of course. Yay! The 19-year-old. That's her doubles partner. Yeah, the 19-year-old defeated, I do not know if I'm saying his name right, Belarus Ariana Sabalinka. <laughs> Sorry. In the U.S. US Open Women's Final at Arthur Ashe Stadium in New York City over the weekend. What I loved about this, because I I did not watch the match. I have not been that big into tennis. Uh, For one, tennis is one of those sports that really wrecks my nerves. Like, yes, wrecks my nerves. I be about to throw up watching tennis. I was so superstitious when watching Serena through the years, like if I didn't start watching her game and she was like winning and then she started losing after I started watching, I was like, oh, I'm going to have to stop watching her. Yep, <laughs> like, Cause I'm cause about I'm to so jinx her. <laughs> I'm not about to jinx these Serena Williams. In, I get that. <laughs> I tuned in and now it's going sideways. Nope. Tell me to score after. And exactly. Let me know. Did she make it to the next round? <laughs> so mm, um, I feel you. I was loosely following it, but um, I didn't get a chance to watch it the the day of the finals because um, I was at a Reds game. Look at you. <laughs> I, I don't like baseball watching on TV, but in person is quite fun. It's fun. It's my one game quota because let me tell you, it's boring, <laughs> but I appreciate the the atmosphere, the the snacks and the cotton candy. Is Penn Station still in that stadium? It is. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yeah, I got to go back. What I love so much about this is all the interviews and the confidence and the side eye to the haters and all the shit that people have said and for the it. validation of this moment and 
the love for her boyfriend who stayed up till 1 a.m. on the phone with her and her calling her family and nobody picking up the phone because they probably didn't expect a call from her right after the match. <laughs> and, you know, just seeing another beautiful black woman out here doing the damn thing, right? Because, you know, Serena and Venus, as we've talked about, we revered and got a chance to see and grow up with. And this is the next generation. And she gave all the love to the Williams sisters and especially yes. to Serena and saying yes. it's one of her biggest regrets that she didn't get a chance to actually play her. But she is so grateful to be able to walk in the shoes and in the legacy that she provided for her. So I just think it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. And, you know, when she started talking about the haters and everybody t- <laughs> And everybody's like, oh my goodness. I'm like, honey, she is part of an, a new generation. One of my favorite tweets, the handle is girl Taylor. It says, y'all want black women slash girls to be humble winners and gracious losers. Dot, dot, dot. The answer is no. <laughs> because been there, done that doesn't ultimately benefit us either way in the end. And so I was like, talk your stuff sis oh I love it I was very excited because I remember um when she was coming up and I guess there's been a lot of talk of like oh she'll never win um like a major and I'm like uh yeah her first grand slam title they were like oh it'll never happen and so she got it and I love that she's out here praying on the court and everything I'm just like yes sis but the icing on this cake is her not even knowing how to pronounce debt. She out here talking about debt, debt. <laughs> Cause she wins $3 million for this particular grand slam. And she wanted her social media being the Gen Zer that she is asking her people like, what do I do? You know, how do I spend it? And people are like, pay off debts first. She's like, I don't know what debt is. I'm 19 years old. I live with my parents. <laughs> and somebody was like, I ain't go to college. I ain't got no student loans. She said, my parents never put me in that position is a flex and a drag, LOL. And if that ain't the truth, I don't know what is. So I'm, congrats, sis. Congrats. <laughs> Great things, Coco. I hope you continue to show them what it looks like, sis. All right, let's move on to a white man, Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Girl. What a what a great segue. <laughs> so Jimmy Fallon had to apologize to the Tonight Show staff after a Rolling Stone investigation came out outlining the ways in which his program has been a toxic workplace for years. I'm reading the LA Times article. The magazine cited two current and 14 former staffers that said that Jimmy Fallon spoiled the dream of working on the legendary late night show with his erratic behavior, berating employees and giving at least one former staffer passive aggressive feedback on their work. Apparently, the issues affected the employees mental health and that Jimmy Fallon's behavior trickled down through a revolving door of leaders on the program. They had had nine showrunners in the last nine years it was also alleged that it was common knowledge that behind the scenes jimmy had good days and he had bad days um and he subsequently apologized to staffers in a zoom call and said he was embarrassed and felt so sorry and so bad and apologized if he embarrassed his staff and their family and friends and basically said that he admitted to doing embarrassing things in the past, but never intended to create that type of atmosphere. As we know, he is the host of the show now, but this show was hosted for a long time by Johnny Carson and then Jay Leno. So the Tonight Show is a staple um, that people are, you know, used to. And I guess my main question, Julia, when this came out was, for one, do you think that the whole toxic workplace on shows and things has become a norm just to discuss now that we hear so many stories about this. Cause even Kelly Clarkson's show has now been accused of being a toxic workplace. Um, that's my first question. And then my second question is why do you think this has gone away so much quicker than when Ellen DeGeneres was going through her toxic workplace scandal? I think 
to answer the Ellen DeGeneres one first, it came out during the pandemic. And that was some juicy news, considering she was the queen of be kind of one another. And to find out that she was not, in fact, kind to her own staff was quite shocking. Has it gone away fast? I mean, the mummer. Yes. The, I guess in some ways it has, but I think part of it is because we had Ellen, then we had James Corden. <laughs> Again, people who come off so loving and so, you know, what's somebody called them? Teeing bastards. <laughs> That's what someone oh on Twitter God. called that. Oh my God. I was like, Jimmy Fallon fits that as well. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're all under that particular umbrella. I feel like when it comes to toxic work environments for shows that produce on a daily basis is almost common knowledge and expected. I just think we live in a day and age where people don't want to put up with that anymore. You know what I mean? Like we hear about crazy stories back in the day with Barbara Walters in the newsroom and, 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 and things along those lines. And it's, it's some juicy stuff. And we hear, we've heard it through the years. I'm thinking about Michael and Kelly. I'm thinking the view. I, I just think it's just interesting and disappointing when the stars of these shows obviously have that, that it factor and to find out that it's like, might not be genuine is it's just quite disappointing Hmm. I don't think I'm ever disappointed or surprised I think my idea of Hollywood has always been that it's entertainment so these people come on they put on a show for you doesn't mean that on a personal level they are any nicer kinder better don't have bad days, don't aren't humans, don't have, but even more than that, like you're in higher pressure situations, crazy deadlines, crazy budgets. Like, I just don't think I'm ever surprised as I'm like, my impression of Hollywood has always been that people are not just that nice. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think I would be more surprised if I went on this into some of these places and people were nice. I'd be like, oh, y'all are so much kinder than I expected. Even from my experience working in like newsrooms and things like that, like when I talk to coworkers who have been there for 20, 30 years and they talk about how at one point, I'm, and I'm bringing this up because you mentioned about times are changing back in the day. Oh, such just cussing each other out on the newsroom floor and this and that. Like, I wish one of y'all would try to cuss me out on this newsroom floor. You know what I'm saying? We would have been throwing hands. Like, I just, so I do think that times are changing and that exactly. sentiments and what people are willing to tolerate in secret. And just chalk up to, oh, this is the environment, this is what it is, is definitely changing. And then also you now have a megaphone, right? You have social media, you have the internet, you have the availability to speak on it and have a large audience to hear you and write about it, talk about it, speculate about it, whatever. So times definitely are changing. But I think if we keep hearing it too much, it's going to, we're going to get numb to it. It's going to become like a, everybody has toxic work environment in that case you know what i'm saying like yeah but then you think of someone like an oprah and i know it had to been intense but i don't remember hearing rumbles of that on her Mm -mm. show never did but doesn't mean that if that show was around today that somebody wouldn't try to take oprah down with some rumors about stuff like that you know that's true that was a different era And I feel like Oprah was super close with like her producers and stuff. Like they were, yeah, they were in the trenches together coming up with those story ideas. Black woman leadership. So, yeah, I think, (laughs) I think it's, it's always great to try to take these individually and not lump them all together. Cause I know I said, you know, I think it could become, we could become numb to it, but I do hope that there's journalistic integrity right and all of the the things that are coming out and all the things that are being written that and that's not just a pile on of like oh well let's just look for stories about these sorts of things because it's what gets clicks and what's popular and all that like if he's has a toxic workplace i hope they fix it if ellen had a toxic workplace i hope they fix it if kelly clarkson show has a toxic workplace i hope they fix it you know what i'm saying but we'll see (laughs) It, it we'll see and I'm sure sexism probably played a role into the length of 
the stories as you were mentioning like ellen versus mm-hmm. jimmy or james like absolutely oh she's a woman and you know yeah boys will, versus boys will be boys right yeah absolutely and fallon is you know he's teamed up with Kimmel and Colbert to do the podcast, support the late night staffers and all this and that. So I just think he also has like positive, good PR out there at the same time. So I just think people move on really quickly. So we'll see. Let's move on to our final headline. And that is the VMAs. Did you watch the VMAs this year? Girl, no. (laughs) And I'm surprised they were able to get some of the people they got because honestly... A lot of these award shows, I don't know how they're surviving. I really don't. I think people were just weren't that booked because I watched the awards. And you know why I watched the awards? Because I had nothing else to watch on TV the day that this came on. So I was like, sure. Yeah. I watched the VMAs. Why not? I feel like that's how the people who showed up felt too. I ain't had nothing else to do today. Well, that's funny that you say that because I feel like that's been what a lot of these um hollywood types have been doing like showing up at concerts showing up at fashion week just ways of getting their image out there in the midst of this the strike you know yeah but wait were there actors at the vma or mainly musicians mainly musicians i can't even think of a um, presenter besides like Emily Ratajkowski that was not necessarily a musician right now because I like I said I did watch I watched the majority um, I think I, I ended up stopping probably after Diddy's performance so I missed like the hip-hop uh, 50 years celebration and all of that but I was surprised by the level of celebrities and performers that I still do know because I told you a lot of times I'll watch award shows and I'll be like I don't know that person even Renee Rapp she was on one of the stages and performed a couple of her songs yeah. so and I know you were talking about her from the interview she did mm-hmm. uh, recently as a hidden gem but in sync showing up on stage absolutely was definitely a moment for me I tell you it was such a moment I had a dream last night that I met Lance Bass and got a chance to tell him how phenomenal I thought he looked because I thought Lance looked incredible. I love that. You know, Lance used to be my crush for that group. I used to thought I used to think I liked the silent one. So it was Lance for NSYNC and Kevin from the Backstreet Boys. And then my crush evolved to Justin when he had the jury curl uh, and bye bye bye. It was always Justin Timberlake for me. But, you know, when you get grown, you you grow out of these crushes. And so I'm not I'm not in love with Justin Timberlake anymore. But it was so exciting to see them. I wish they had given me just one harmony, like just one would have knocked me out of the couch. But it is what it is. They came to present the winner of the night, Taylor Swift, which. It was the Taylor Swift. I mean, yeah. It really was. Even the camera was on her so much of the night for all of her reactions and the people she was sitting with and all of that. So it was definitely a lot of Taylor. But a couple other highlights for me of the award show was Ashanti. She had a purse with a picture of her and Nelly on it. And that just like warmed my heart. (laughs) Did it? To me, it was landed on a little too thick for me. Oh, no. Also me having a very cold heart. (laughs) I loved it. I loved it. I was like, you better, you better proclaim it, Ashanti. You because be- Nelly had just done an interview and he was asked about it. And he, mm-hmm. you know, he seemed like he was not wanting to talk about it, but he confirmed, you know, and then he elaborated did. a little bit more. So then to see her, I feel like that was like supportive, like, okay, now that my man has confirmed it, like we official, official. So I'm gonna go ahead, get a people yeah. what they want. Go ahead. He ain't with me, but here's, you know, here's a purse, you know, and I love them as a couple. I don't know what happened, but they were together for 10, 11 years. Like, I love this, like, circle in the block. Hopefully we figured it out in our later years moment for them. Like, I'm I'm loving it. Benifer 2.0. Yes, but the black edition. I love (laughs) it. (laughs) Exactly. I love it. 
And then some of the performances. So we got a chance to see Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion perform bongos, which <sighs> let me just say, Cardi, I don't feel like she rehearsed, but Megan did. Like Megan rehearsed, Megan performed. Well, what I loved about that performance is when Cardi gives it a, an award show performance, it is so big and so like energetic. It was a lot of fun. And yes, Cardi did not have her steps together like she usually does. I don't know yeah. what was going on, but I mean. Could have been drunk. It's a party. You know, the VMAs are a party. Yeah. Could have been. But girl. Uh, I enjoyed Olivia Rodrigo. I, liked I was going like, to say matching ladies and all of that I thought was fun and I you know I know Taylor Swift and Olivia Rodrigo are compared a lot because Olivia is like the predecessor in people's minds of Taylor Swift but yeah. I, I mess with Olivia Rodrigo like heavy well you think she's spicy white no I'm just like <laughs> nah that ain't even it that ain't no even I it. I I'm joking because you know Taylor has the pumpkin spice latte group on on lock okay <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. um yeah. but no i i like the uh angstiness of olivia rodrigo i would definitely have been like in in with her um i just think she has a better voice not to compare oh them. my gosh i just think she has the better i mean voice. we can list five people <laughs> who have a better voice than Taylor right now. Yeah. What I say about Taylor Swift is I have, I, I give credit where credit is due. She has pretty gowns. No, I'm joking. She is an excellent. <laughs> She's a great songwriter. Songwriter, And the fact She's that she has been able to evolve over the years says a lot about her artistry. And I applaud her for that, but I no. do not go to Taylor to see her dance and or sing. I no. don't. No. And, you know, I know probably sometimes it sounds like I'm hating on Taylor because I've said, given my criticisms many times, I like Taylor Swift a lot as a person, I think. I don't know her, but I think I do. I was on board with Taylor for a very long time. I was actually a big fan for many years until she became a victim. Mm. (laughs) And that's when I was like, I'm going to jump off this train now. She had me up until red. And then 1989, kind of, not really. Red was probably the last album that she had me. And then I kind of started listening to her again when she came out with Cardigan, because that's my song. Uh, (laughs) I think for me, it's just, I I cannot do the conversation of her being compared to the top tier entertainers in the game. Like, I just, that that bothers me. So that's what she has the hardware and she does have the audience so yeah, i mean but that does not mean you have okay i'm gonna let it go i'm gonna let it go guys i'm gonna let it go <laughs> point is i enjoy I have one name one name that blew me away that i i saw um and that's shakira shakira mm-hmm. vanguard award absolutely deserved and what I absolutely love about freaking Shakira is she is so effortless in her artistry and she out here killing the game. Her hips do not say one lie. They tell no <laughs> lies. Okay. And she out here, I mean, moving those hips with knives in her hand. <laughs> she's playing the guitar. She's shaking the hair. She is doing all the things and she makes it look so easy. That is such a, that's something that always put me in awe when people do things so well and make it look so easy, like anybody could do it. And what she does, not everybody can do. Mm-mm. And she looks exactly the same as she did 20 years ago. Girl! It's crazy. Girl! It's wild. And her, her ex-boyfriend messed up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I also enjoyed Diddy when he he did his performance for his award, brought out multiple children, enjoyed that so much. I have and then, to say about that. And then uh, Doja Cat, because, you know, 
sometimes I'd be thinking Doja Cat has really lost her mind. I think I even text my friend about this. And then she gets on stage and I'm like, she seems fine. Like, I think it's all just for show. Like, I think she she's just really talented. Yeah, she really I think she just be doing some weird stuff, but she can put but on But I'm a not show. watching that music video with her as a demon dealing with death. I'm not watching that either. We've talked about and that. That's I don't do why that. I didn't watch her performance. I saw part of it and I'm like, mm, I don't need to hear this song because this is associated with that crazy ass video. I mean, and it's not even the same as Call Me By My Name, i.e., you know, Little Nas. I, to me, it feels a little different. That's all I got to say to that. When it comes to Diddy and having his kids perform, let me say that overall, I do respect Diddy and what he's done for the culture through the years. Uh, he's recently been on Earn Your Leisure, which is one of my favorite podcasts, talking about, you know, how hard it is to, you know, get a, a place in the market when it comes to high fashion and even the liquor sales with Ciroc and things along those lines. But when it comes to these tributes to him and the fact that he has so many artists under his roster that he his relationships have tarnished so poorly that he can't get people to come out to perform for him. I just think that's a problem. Where's Usher? Where's Faith? To have two major award shows and you can barely get five people. You got your kids out here performing. They they are official artists. You know what I mean? Like your son is essentially cosplaying as you right now for your tribute. Yeah, he did look like his twin. It was wild. But I mean, I, I don't know what Diddy's relationship is like with people in the industry now. I mean, Faith Evans got her own ish going on with Stevie J and all that shit. Girl. And Usher's on a tour in Vegas. You know, he probably is like, I'm busy. I'm not coming to no VMAs. Okay. but Or BET. Or BET. But I also, you know, I think Diddy is a very special individual in many ways in terms of how he handles things. Uh, Carisha <laughs> stepped out on stage with him, you know. Um, but... As an yeah, artist, maybe on her, but okay. Yep. As an artist and um, entertainer, I love Diddy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I always have. So it was definitely a fun. And the twins, when they got up there and was doing a little dance two-step, like, I loved it. So I definitely just enjoyed the show uh, for what it was. So I was just, a, overall for the VMAs, I was surprised to have enjoyed it as much as I did. Because I'm like, I've aged out. I'm not going to know none of these people. So I was pleasantly surprised to see some of the folks that actually stepped out for it. So... Delora, let's get into these hot topics, babe, because we got two we got to talk about real quick. First one up, I already talked about a little bit, Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner. Let's have a toast to what? My divorce. Joe Jonas filed for divorce on Sophie last week. But the public speculation and spectacle of it has been nonstop, basically on the PR spin of it all, right? Because Joe filed for divorce. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, it was starting to be painted a picture of Sophie's a bad mom. She don't be responsible for the kids. Joe's been the primary parent while she's out in the UK shooting. Uh, she likes to party. He doesn't. Uh, she did something on a ring camera. That was the final straw. Um, but the public was not here for this it was like everybody saw through the Girl. pr spin of it all and like attacked joe jonas i mean they they issued a joint statement right as if there was some solidarity but the public speculation just has turned it ugly what do you i mean you were you were you a jonas brothers fan at any point Girl, no. Okay, I mean, just check it real I quick. Aware of them? Yes. Did they have? Okay, some just check it real quick. That were Diddy's. Sure. Yeah. I, okay. I liked a few. So no skin skin in the game, but you know she's the queen of the north. But no real skin. She in the game. is the queen of the north, and that <laughs> is where my alliances lie in this game <laughs> of thrones. Okay, because at the end of the day, they were laying it on so thick about him being the one um, divorcing and they had pictures of him and his two babies out to eat um, him, you know, outside with his two children being a dad, which when you procreate with somebody that kids responsibility is equally both 
So yes, <laughs> you will take your child out to eat some, your children out to eat sometimes because that's just how that cookie is supposed to crumble. We also have to remember she is 27 years old. She married this man back in what, 2019? How many years ago was that? She was 23. 23 years old. I'm telling you, after I had my daughter, I, I wanted a hot girl summer. Like, I don't know what it's like to be 23 <laughs> years old, married and two kids by 27. And, and, and she's obviously working again, because that's another thing, right? You're also talking about an actress who biggest role in her, of her entire career took up most of her adolescence. So you go from something major like a show <laughs> cultural phenomenon like the Game of Thrones into this marriage having these babies, I guarantee you she's still figuring out some sugar honey I see right now. And you as her husband supposed to be some type of support system for her, but he out here on tour. So y'all got to figure something out. Who's to say that she's going to be a quote unquote party mom the whole time. Maybe she had the last one, what a year or two ago. She probably yeah. just feeling like herself again and want to have some fresh air. I, I I'm not going to beat her up right now. I'm not going to do it. And you're not going to make Joe. We're not going to give him points for doing the bare minimum either. For being a parent. They could have caught her that picture in the one moment that she was up and having a drink and decided to have a snap. Like think about social media. How often do you be out somewhere and you see people just for the sake of their phone on Instagram, partying it up, living it up. Then as soon as they put their phone away, they sitting there in the booth quiet. So I, all of it, none of it feels real to me. None of it. I'm like, these two people decided to get a divorce and are going through the motions of whatever that looks like for them. I'm not sure why it's become a one side or the other. I don't have any sides. I don't have any skin in the game. But if Joe's PR team is intentionally doing this, shame on them. Because at the end of the day, yes. neither of y'all, I feel like would have been, it wouldn't have been a rooting for or against you. It's sad to think that you guys' yes. marriage didn't work out. I feel like as a family, people have been invested as a family in y'all dynamics, right? Yeah, you know, you got Priyanka and you got Nick, you got Danny and you got um Kevin, Kevin. and then you had Sophie and Joe. Like as a unit, people liked y'all. People were rooting for y'all. I don't feel like it would have been this thing had there not been this sudden spin that made it seem like you know, kind of bullying against Sophie and anything that she may be doing right now. Like, let that girl live. If she did go have some drinks after work after she got off a set. That's totally fine. Like, I don't know where the idea came from that just because you're a mom, Kiki, that you suddenly are not a human being and you're not allowed to enjoy your life and have a good exactly. time. Exactly. So none of this made sense to me when this was all going down and so much speculation and so much nitpicking about everything. I hope that they're both fine and they're able to move on from this. But to your point, the age thing has been a huge topic of conversation too because I didn't realize how young she was I didn't know they were 20 when they got to get when I didn't know she was only 20 when they got together yeah. and then got married at 20 I had no idea because who does that these days like most people don't yeah no no that's a, she was a baby yeah so you know hoping for the best for these kids and you know leave Sophie alone if that was the the mission it was its mission failed for sure. All right, Delora, our final hot topic. Talk show returns amid the ongoing writers and actors strikes. Drew Barrymore has really gotten the brunt of this in the news and in the media. She sure uh, did. She has decided to resume her daytime talk show. Uh, she said on Instagram that she owns this choice. That may have my name on it, but this is bigger than just me. Basically putting a large production staff back to work and that they're going to improvise without writers and that they will, you know, respect the rules of the WGA and the strikes that, you know, they will not talk about TV and film projects and all of that. And then also 
Jennifer Hudson and the talk are coming back too. But people have already started picketing outside of Drew's show. And the WGA has spoken out against her in particular. So how did you feel about this? Do you think this is a bold move for Drew and for shows like Jennifer Hudson in the talk? Because, I mean, we still have The View, Kelly and Mark yep. and Tamron that have been going on throughout they all of this. Been. Sherry Shepard Sherry Shepherd is coming back as well. So yep. what were your thoughts? I think this is where things start heating up. You know, they've been on sh- strike for some time now and actually we're approaching that October timeline that that one exec said you know they'll be changing their tunes because their rent will be due or something along those lines uh so this is definitely a choice and I think at the end of the day with all these talk shows coming back they are going to face the consequences of their actions with their with their writers and their peers I think this is where, you know, when this happened so many years ago, we had the rise of reality television. So I actually don't remember what happened to daytime talk during that time. You know what I mean? So this is definitely something that we're going to look back on. And I, I can't predict what's going to happen next, Ashley. I don't know. What about you? What do you think? It's tough. Drew's already been dropped as the host of the National Book Awards uh, as a result of this decision. And I, it's tough because I understand that there are other people and other factors that she's considering with the choice of bringing her show back, as well as, you know, others that are making this choice as well. Um, but I don't know how history is going to look at this decision. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, especially exactly. depending on how it shakes out. And what inevitably happens with negotiations and with the future. Um, And I think that's a tough call. I'm glad I'm not in her position (laughs) because um, she is the the head of that ship. And sometimes as the head of a ship, you have to make really tough calls and really tough decisions. So um, I'm curious to see how this ages and what happens. Um, I've still been watching the daytime talk shows that have been around like the view and Kelly and Mark and and such. And, you Mm -hmm. know, the view says daily, you know, that they support the writer strike and that they miss their writers and all of that. So I don't know if Drew is going to speak on it and share similar sentiments um, in terms of still, you know, publicly showing her support in ways that she feels like are helpful. But if the WGA is upset, they're upset. So don't know if there's really anything she can do at this point. And we'll just have to wait and see. But it was a bold move to be the first one to do it. So. Yeah. And it's interesting because she's an actor too. So is Sherry. Exactly. So is Jennifer, actually. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm. Yes. So is Whoopi Goldberg. Sits so on is Whoopi. Which is why I originally thought that's why she didn't show up. Um, but she. Had COVID. She claimed that she had COVID. I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, allegedly. But you never know. I wonder if it was also a combination of like, should she, should she not participate? But yeah. It's a tough call. Like I said, I, you know, we don't, we're not uh, members of these organizations. We are bystanders to it all. So we I are. think it just goes to show the nuances even within the community of people who support the strike, right? Yeah. And the yep. fact that there would be the these thoughts about the rest of your crew and the rest of your production and what happens to those folks. And you have to make decisions that you feel are best. But like I said, we'll have to see if Drew's on the right side of history with this or not. So, and anybody else, like, I don't want to just call out Drew Barrymore. It's not just Drew Barrymore. It's not. Yeah. So. I agree. We'll see, Delora. But that's it. That's all we got for the people today. Guys, we appreciate your patience as we took a week off to um, enjoy a little downtime in the holiday. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please share it with your friends and family and loved ones. And Delora, before we get out of here, what are we doing for the people on Tuesday? Well, Ashley, I am excited 
to share that we are going to have a bit of a round table, a gaggle of gals. I think that's what you refer to them as. Mm-hmm. We are going to talk about Renaissance World Tour. We're going to recap our experiences. We have girlfriends who saw Beyonce overseas and across these United States. And so I'm excited to share with y'all. It was a lot of fun. We were doing some serious laughing. And of course, talking about Queen Bee herself. Absolutely. Cannot wait for you guys to hear the episode. Feel free to share your thoughts if you attended the Beyonce Renaissance World Tour. We appreciate you guys for listening. Please feel free to leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We appreciate you. In the meantime, as always, be blessed.